Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. Diego, what's up, dude? How are you? I'm super excited for today's. Well, I'm always excited to interview people, but honestly, like today's really cool because I feel like Adrian, who's our guest, by the way, uh, has like a, a bajillion doors. I don't even remember exactly how many because he was like, I'm about to close on 500. I have 300 and something or something ridiculous. It's awesome. Um, but we didn't even talk that much about the number of doors. We talked more about like how he got them, who he is as a person, who he was in high school, what jobs formed him uh, to be the person that he is now to be successful, which I think is like more crucial than like, oh, dude, look at me. I have 500 doors, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like I want to make sure that we like you know, show value to those people or show them, uh, show them off if you will. Cause I think it's cool. Like, how do you not feel like super cool about that? Um, but more importantly is like, how do, how, how can you connect with that person? Right? Like, I feel like that's, what's important. Exactly. No. And one of my favorite things is that right now he's going to be ending the, the year at around 550 doors. Yeah. And, but he's only 26. Right. So it's like, he's been able to grow this. And he mentioned is like, yeah, I have these and I've been in it for for 10 years. And I was like, holy crap, but how old are you? And he's like 26. So he's been in it since he was young. Uh, and one of my favorite things is that since he started from zero in the beginning, all he did was he grinded out and he's been, he was able to get resource, resourceful, build the skill, and now he's seeing the rewards. So yeah, this is going to be a great podcast. Exactly. No, I'm super excited for the listeners to, to kind of jump onto this. One of the things that I want to make sure people listen to is I ask him a question uh, I'm like, hey, dude, if you got like stuck or, or or everything went to zero and you had to start over, like you got rich parents, right? Or you have this, right? And it's like, no, dude, I would go back to wholesaling. And I'm like, see, that's what I'm talking about because anyone can do real estate. Doesn't matter age, race, location. Like real estate doesn't, uh, isn't, isn't against like anybody. Like anybody can make it. So let's just get right into it. Let's get started. Diego, we have Adrian today, dude. I'm super excited. But before we... Uh, Jump on Adrian and all the questions you're gonna ask him. Diego, how's that Austin weather, dude? I freaking love it. The Austin has gotten a, the Austin weather has gotten a lot better. Uh, it is now a little bit more. It is more more chill now. It's not a hundred degrees every single day. Now it starts like 55, 60, and and then it gets hot, but not as much. Oh my gosh. Okay, Adrian. So uh, obviously we're gonna let you introduce yourself a little bit, but I really the only reason I just asked Diego first was because I wanted to do the rock thing, but I, I didn't have it in my heart to do it. Do you guys remember at WWE or WWF when the rock would say like, it doesn't matter what you, whatever. So I was going to no seriously right now. Uh, yeah. I don't. Oh my gosh. All the followers are going to know exactly what I'm talking about, except you two. And I'm going to send you guys the link after this. Adrian, where are you at right now, dude? Who are you? What do you do? Tell the listeners, man, a little bit about you. Cool. Yeah. Uh, currently right now in South Padre Island, just enjoying the sun, the beach. Um, hadn't been out here in a while. So just uh, I'm going to head back to McAllen after this. That's kind of where I'm at right now. My, my home base, that's where a majority of our properties are. So uh, kind of oversee the team and lead the team down there. But uh, a little bit about myself, you know, I'm not, not anything special. Um, you know, grew up in a small town in Texas, South Texas, and um, you know, moved to San Antonio, Texas, which some of y'all may be familiar with, a uh, very good market. And I studied construction there at UTSA. Um, 
And my sophomore year of college was when I got introduced to the idea of real estate. Um, but backtrack a little more, you know, I know, you know, you like to know more of a background, um, you know, played a lot of sports in high school, you know, was a big team player, um, liked to, you know, take on new challenges, wasn't very good in school, um, but, you know, figured it out and passed my classes. But, uh, you know, I, I was always one of those go-getters. I wanted to, you know, train harder than the next person, you know, to be better than the next person and, uh, you know, encourage others to do the same thing. And, you know, throughout my sports, you know, life background. And I think uh, that kind of has, you know, followed me into the business, into the, you know, career and business that I have now. And, you know, now that we have a team and stuff, I can, uh, I can go back to those golden days and, um, you know, play it like a game. But, uh, you know, overall, been in real estate for about nine, 10 years now, and uh, started off in single family and did that for about four years and started uh, buying apartments four years after that. So um, it's been a ride. It's been fun, though. How old are cool. you again? I'm 26. Okay, 26. But you said you've been involved in real estate for like nine or 10 years? Yeah, I started, so started uh, when young. I was 17. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And how many doors do you have now, Adrian? Uh, right now we have 193. And we're currently under contract to close in the next 30, 45 days, another 350 units. So we'll probably be above 550. And how many partners do you have? So it's just me and my business partner who, you know, are the main GPs, lead sponsors on these deals. And we're in charge of, uh, you know, the operations, the asset management and the construction management. And we're also, you know, finding our own deals as well. Um, but, you know, we do have a team. We have a full-time property manager. Uh, you know, we have a bunch of investors. We have leasing agents. We have assistant PMs. We have, you know, acquisitions guys, uh, dispositions guys. So, I mean, you know, that's just the internal team. You know, we do have contractors and vendors that, you know, help us get to where we want to go as well. So that's, that's really cool. And you're really young and have, have, have accomplished a lot. So we'll, we'll dig into that. Um, tell us about after high school and before college, what, what, what jobs did you do? I mean, what, what formed you into the person that you are? And I'll give you a little headway so that I'm not just throwing a random question your way. For example, I, after high school, took a year off before college to work on the construction sites. Now I didn't have much talent. Um, so they had me just sweeping the floors, but doing that, I was able to listen to the conversations that other construction workers and like contractors and investors would have. And I was able to then speak their language. And I don't mean English or Spanish. I mean, the language of a contractor, the language of an investor, which that has helped me now, you know, reach uh, the, the level of real estate that I have because of those days. Now, back in those days, I hated it, right? Like who likes pushing a broom all day on a construction site? Everyone says, what's worse than pushing a broom? I'm like, go do it on a construction site. It's twice as hot. And at least you're, you know, at least in Walmart or something, you're in an AC. I don't know. But so those are little things that formed me. And those things are advantages that I still have. Diego calls them your unfair advantage, right? So Adrian, give us some sauce, dude. What, what, what jobs did you do in high school and in college? What mentors did you meet? Did you meet a little old lady who like trajectoried your life a different way? Uh, give us some sauce there, man, because I think a lot of times people focus on how many doors they have and what do they do, uh, but don't talk about what formed them into the person that they are today. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think I, it takes me way back to when I was younger that I think I found my passion in construction, you know, real estate architecture as a, as a kid, you know. Um, and so I started, you know, realizing what I wanted to do at, an, at a very early on and started taking the, you know, classes to get me more involved. I used to work with an architect. Um, you know, construction firms and stuff. So I got involved early on in, into that industry. 
Um, and not only that too, but my dad used to sell cars for about 20 years. And so I think that subconsciously, um, you know, made me into a, you know, salesman into, you know, figuring out psychologies. He would, you know, sit me in the corner of the office as he was closing deals and I was, you know, listening and he wouldn't let people leave and he would, you know, be closing deals for other people. So I was just subconsciously, you know, around that environment, um, that I feel like, you know, has kind of helped me and shaped me into the person that I am today. But, uh, you know, my first job was at Chick-fil-A. I was 14 years old. I was hungry to work. Um, you know, Chick-fil-A is one of the only employers that will actually pay you a paycheck at, you know, 14 years old. And <laughs> I was an ice boy. I was saving money. I, you know, I really wanted a car. So, you know, I remember just working, you know, my ass off and, and, and getting things done and, and putting money aside. And, um, you know, after that, I think I worked at, you know, a retail store. And after that, it was the architect. So um, I don't have too much corporate side. I, I think I've been just kind of hustling, making my way through, you know, different careers. Um, but I also, I think a big one was multi-level marketing that really shaped me into the person that I am right now. Um, you know, I got introduced to a lot of, you know, different concepts that I never heard of different, you know, people, uh, you know, things that I could, you know, do to make me a better person. And I did that for about two years. So I, I met a lot of mentors there that, you know, truly helped me out. Um, you know, picked up Think and Grow Rich when I was 17, 18, you know, read through it a little bit. So I got introduced to all those concepts through my multi-level marketing company. And, uh, and I think I, I re really, truly, you know, feel that helped me take off um, and started selling products, got a team together, figuring out technology, how to market, social media marketing, all that stuff was part of that company. Um, and then it just went out of business and I found real estate. So, um, so that, that's kind of a little bit of my, my background. I mean, I'm always... Um, you know, looking for new things, but you know, I like new challenges as well. So that's about, kind of uh, if I can get a little personal, what about your family dynamic, brothers, sisters, parents, divorced, uh, create what's, uh, what's your family dynamic looking like? Sure. So I have a 10 year older sister, so she's 36. Um, she has three kids. She's married, um, you know, teacher, um, my mom and dad are still together. They've been together for, for a while. Um, but you know, very family oriented, you know, they, they care more about the family than they do my business sometimes. Um, just want to make sure that I'm okay. I tell her I have, you know, this new property under contract. They don't really, you know, get as excited as I am, but they're just family oriented. And, you know, they, I think they, uh, they instilled very good morals and ethics in me at an early age. There's definitely something there, right? Because I, the same thing with my mom. I'm like, yo, mom, like I just got a 16 unit in Augusta, Georgia. And she's like, cool. Did you eat lunch today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mom, I just got 16 people under my life that I got to take care of now. And you're worried about what I had for lunch. It's funny. Like that's not what they worry about. Right. So I wonder if at that age, our kids are going to be like, dad, I just bought, you know, a downtown building, 500 units. And I'm like, awesome. You know, did you get a good jog in this morning? <laughs> right. Like we're going to care more about other things. So that's awesome. Cool. So that gives a little background. So everyone, everyone knows who's listening. I know it was, I know it was important for me, right? Adrian, when I was listening to podcasts and I first started, I was like, yeah, you have 600 doors. That's awesome. My parents are divorced. Were yours? No, your parents are still together. Okay. So maybe that helped. So I would always try to like familiarize myself or find things that were the same between the people that were being interviewed and things like that. Um, so Chick-fil-A, that's awesome. Uh, can you give us the secret on Chick-fil-A? Why it's so good. You were on the inside. Like I still smash Chick-fil-A, bro. I have no idea, man. I, I think uh, customer service is a really big one. Why does it taste good? You just really good. You feel really good. <laughs> yeah, you feel good, and they're fast, and you know it's 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 not it's not you know very unhealthy. I think. I mean, uh, 
but it has a good brand it has a very good brand yeah, the brand for sure okay so college you study you didn't study real estate but you studied indirectly kind of real estate because you did do um the construction side of it and then so okay so now after college walk us in tiptoe us into exactly how you got into real estate um and how that that worked out because you didn't wake up one day and say holy crap i'm gonna buy a bajillion doors so what did that look like so when i was in the multi-level marketing company i picked up rich dad poor dad i was studying robert kiyosaki um and when the company fell out of business overnight i you know was on facebook one day and there was an event in san antonio that robert kiyosaki was hosting a real estate you know seminar and it was free so i attended the event um and you know all they were talking about was you know real estate wholesaling pre-foreclosures i mean you know whole, like how much you can make on a wholesale flipping and uh sure enough robert kiyosaki wasn't there i was waiting for him to show up but uh he he, he definitely didn't show up um and so i you know met a couple a couple people in that group and they referred me to a ria um and i showed up to the ria and it was a bunch of people in the room it was a you know a pitch that the guy in the front had and i'm sure he had memorized the pitch already but sold me i went to the back of the room signed up and uh you know that from there on is history i met my mentor in one of those groups and one of those events i attended every single ria every single ria that i could every single event every single you know you know philanthropy event they had i would help um and meet people and started finding deals for people um because i didn't have any money i didn't have any you know credit i was broke i just you know had some hunger and desire and i and I, there were some people in that room that were doing deals that weren't better than me so uh, I got to work and I met a mentor. He, you know, gave me a few addresses to knock on some new, you know, neighborhoods to knock on and cold call. And I started doing that. I started doing that. I started finding deals for him, setting appointments up. Uh, and he really liked it. So he took me under his wing and I didn't get a paycheck for about a year and a half. Um, although we were closing a bunch of deals, I was just not, you know, into needing a check. I, I wanted to learn the business and I was providing a lot of value to them. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, it's been a lot of, you know, boots on the ground, gorilla type marketing that, you know, I started off in real estate, um, and it was primarily wholesaling, but, you know, I would go to pre foreclosures, door knock on houses. People were pissed off when they opened the door. Uh, so I had to find a way to overcome their objections. And I think that's what really helped me early on, um, you know, get into this world. So from Chick-fil-A to, from Chick-fil-A to screw you. And everything in between. That's going to be the name of this of this podcast. From Chick Fil A to screw you, get off my doorstep. Sorry, Diego. Go ahead. Oh uh, no. Uh, what what I was going to say is that it's really cool to see that for like that you put in the work in the beginning because a lot of people a lot of people would say, well, now that you're getting close to owning, let's say that 550 doors is uh you put in the work for like a year and a half without getting a paycheck, and you were working to learn, right? That's what we call it, work to learn. Uh, and I feel like from that perspective, uh, you gain a lot of knowledge. You gain yep. a lot of knowledge. And now we see the rewards years later. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I still think, though, you know, even if you have thousands and two thousands of doors, you still got to put in the work. You know, you still got to be an animal. You still got to go out, find deals, you know, raise money, sell, close people. I mean, you need to you need to be always grinding, even at a thousand and two thousand. You know, I'm still grinding just as hard. Uh, but mm -hmm. in a different way, you know, it, it's just in a different way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to, I had to grind hard. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the, 
you know, resources at the time. I just had, you know, a couple people guide me into the right direction and I just took action. I didn't, you know, I never paid for a $40,000 program. I didn't have $40,000. You know, I didn't even have credit cards at the time to like, you know, really put it on a credit card. So, I mean, I had to pull whatever I needed to pull together and I was taking 18, 21 hour semesters at UTSA. So I had to find time. I had to make time because I knew that this was the vehicle that was going to get me to where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And what happened during, okay, so during that year, I bet you, you had a lot of conversations. you got a lot of knowledge of the areas. Um, was that, what happened after the one year and a half of working for free? So we started, you know, we, we got on a, on a plan, on a payment plan, um, you know, with the team. So they were paying me a salary every month. Uh, plus, you know, some small commissions. So, um, you know, then we started a company together. We actually started, you know, automating things. Uh, you know, we would have virtual assistants. I, I had a whole virtual assistant team doing acquisitions for me, pulling the newest pre-foreclosures. I started, you know, doing screen recording to train the VAs. I had educational, you know, system videos for everybody. I had a, you know, a map that was color coded that I had door knockers go out and knock on doors. So I was kind of leading the acquisition side, which I was good at. And my other partners were in different departments. So, um, so we kind of, you know, we started masterminding, every, you know, every day we started showing up to the office every day after school. Um, and we built a company, we built a, you know, legit reputation. And a lot of those people that, um, you know, invested in our deals back then with the other group, uh, are investing in my deals now. So, um, you know, we, we were, we were very heavily focused on finding deals and building a company. And we did that for about three and a half years. They're still in business, actually. Uh, they're doing really well. Um, and, you know, we just kind of parted ways, you know, nothing personal, but after three and a half years, I, I wanted to go off on my own and kind of explore different, different, a different route. I started wholesaling, you know, on my own, but you realize very quickly that you need a team. Um, mm -hmm. so started wholesaling with my current business partner. And then we just took off into multifamily. We pulled a list and, um, you know, I saw him make X amount of money on a wholesale deal that, you know, really changed his life. And, um, you know, I completely stopped marketing a single family and took off to multi, but, um, you know, that's kind of the, the, the background. Yeah. There. So did you say you were wholesaling? Sorry, Diego. You said you were wholesaling single families homes and then he was wholesaling multifamily and that's what changed the trajectory of your investing. So we, I was wholesaling single family for about a year and a half. And then me and my business partner met through a construction company that I was interning at. So I was, I had to get an internship at a construction mm -hmm. firm during college to pass the, you know, prerequisites. And he ended up being my supervisor. So I was already kind of in real estate and I was wholesaling with the other group. Um, and he was always like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? You know, what's, what's all that? So uh, you know, we would stay after construction, after work, you know, pull up a map, send mailers, send postcards. So we started wholesaling houses together. Um, and it took him a, a little while for him to fully quit his job. Uh, but I left um, and I started doing it full time. And then, you know, he went to an event in Dallas. Uh, so we did about maybe six, seven houses together, me and Mauricio. Um, and then he went to an event in Dallas. Um, and it was like a two day weekend multifamily seminar. Um, and then he started marketing to apartments before I did, I was still in the house game. And so he wholesaled a couple apartments, um, before I did. And I was like, you know, seeing his progress and I was like, all right, man, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go all in on, on this apartment game. So I completely quit single family man. after that. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, can you please explain 
so so that the audience knows and for for me as well actually uh what is wholesaling and is the process the same from single family to multifamily because <clears throat> i've never talked to anybody that that has actually done it that way sure so wholesaling i think you know it, it's easier i mean i'm not trying to over complicate it but mm -hmm. uh you know you find a quote unquote you know you want to try to find a motivated seller someone who's going to sell the property at a discount um, you know, lock it up under contract as you as the buyer and or assigns. Um, so, you know, on a single family contract, you have to write that as the buyer and on a multi, you can, there's a little checkbox you can put to be able to assign it. Um, so the concept is the same between single and multi. Um, you know, you get it under contract and you have, a, you know, a period, a feasibility period, an option period for you to bring a buyer um, at, a, at a different price, at a higher price. And you make that difference in the middle. Um, you don't need other than maybe a hundred dollars of earnest money. I would put, you know, $10 option, you know, a hundred dollar earnest or something like that and, um, lock it up. And I would have it locked up for a few days and, um, you know, go out and market to some of my buyers that I built over the years and, you know, make that fee in the middle. You either assign it or you double close. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when you assign it, the buyer sees the seller sees what you're making. And when you double close, it's, you buy it first and, uh, you sell it off to the buyer and nobody knows how much you made in the middle. So typically, I mean, the concept is the same between single and multi, but you know, it's definitely bigger paychecks um, mm -hmm. in multifamily because it's not really valued based on comps. Um, you know, it's, it's valued based on cap rates and NOIs, what buyers will pay for. Um, and the only difference is in single, I would assign mostly all my deals, probably 98% of them. Uh, the buyer was okay with, you know, the fees that we were making. But here on the multis, I'm double closing. So I either use transactional funding or we use private money uh, to close the A to B and then we sell to the B to C after. So um, so that's typically what it is, but it's a lot of guerrilla marketing. You have to get on the phone. You have to you know, find owners. You know, Typically, it's very hard to do a wholesale transaction with a realtor or broker involved. You got to try to you know, do your best to get both parties you know, alone. Um, that way it's just easier. But, you know, I've also done wholesales with realtors involved. It's just, you know, you have to, you have to know your buyer and your seller and be able to coordinate it uh, perfectly in harmony for it to close. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you've got to orchestrate the whole transaction. So, um, so it was a very good start for me because that was, you know, I could make money quick. I mean, the houses were closing in a week, two weeks, you know, three, five, seven, $10,000 fees um, that kept us afloat. And then, um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's typically what I recommend other people maybe to get started with uh, because I did, right? I mean, I don't know any other way other than the way that I got started. So, um, so yeah, that's typically wholesaling. I love it. You got to have a little bit of both though, because the wholesaling yeah. stops, it's transactional based. You know, yeah. you, you got to find the next deal and the next one. I mean, you can't really, there's no passive income there. And in, in talking with, with the wholesaler, I mean, in talking with, with the owners, right? Cause you, you may have started this a couple of years ago, um, did your age play a factor in talking to an owner of a uh, 50 unit and be like, Hey, I would like to buy your property. Yes, it did. I'm not going to lie and say it didn't, but it was just a challenge. You know, was I going to let that, you know, beat me and maybe I lost some deals because I sounded young on the phone or, you know, in the beginning when I didn't know about apartments, I mean, I definitely screwed up some calls. Um, but you know, ultimately you got to go through enough no's to get a yes. Right. So, 
mm-hmm. um, I think it, it did it did play a part and it still does today. Um, you know, now people are like, wow, you're young and you're doing all this now. I mean, now it's just a little bit of a different, you know, I have more credibility. But in the beginning, I didn't let that stop me. I just, you know, I was confident when I was speaking with owners. I think you have to be truly, really confident um, and energetic and, and, you know, be able to have the resources, you know, if, if I need to get on a call with a lender or, you know, the title company can refer me, you know, couple people or the title company can provide credibility, you know, for my single family background. Um, so in the beginning, that transition was tough. But after I wholesaled like four or five apartment complex, and that now I had a track record. Now I had a, you know, a little, you know, credibility packet that I would share with owners. Um, and we bought our first one. And then that kind of, you know, put us on the map. And then we bought another one. And that's kind of when it's just been slowly, gradually increasing. But the first deals was family and friends that we raised money from. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have, as far as the buying part, you know, the, the investors we had were not like investing in the deal. They were investing in us, but the owners, you know, some of them we found very motivated. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I was able to get them, close them. Adrian, really quick. <clears throat> Let's say it didn't work out for you. Let's say you got into real estate and you went to zero, um, where, where do you go? You got a good family you could fall back on. What's, uh, what's your ground zero look like for you? Uh, I'll just pick back up where I started. I mean, I'll just, yeah. I'll start wholesaling again. Okay. I, mean, That's I, what I, I know how to, to find deals. I know how to find deals and, and I know that I have people that'll, that'll lend me earnest money that'll, you know, sign on the loan for me. Uh, I mean, all those, things. I mean, I can, I can literally go to zero right now. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I know he has some videos saying like, I wish, I hope one day I go bankrupt. I hope I, you know, cause I'll build this right back up, um, you know, where I started. So I'm a true entrepreneur. Y'all figure it out. If I need to, you know, drive for Uber or Lyft for a little, pay my, you know, operating expenses, I'll do it. But, um, I think at this point I have enough contacts and resources to either lend me money, uh, to keep me afloat and, you know, figure it out and be able to pay them back. Um, or just wholesale a couple deals and, and, and get back up and going. I love that. And the reason I asked that dude is because a lot of times people's two, two reasons why a lot of people don't get into real estate. They don't, they don't feel like they know enough and they don't have enough money. And if you're starting out in real estate and those are your problems, you probably shouldn't be getting into real estate anyways, because I think all three of us on this call know that there's way so much money out there for investing. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's literally a printing machine. Uh, and then there's, there's enough books like I have right up there that will teach you how to do real estate. Uh, I don't think, I think it's a motivation issue. It's like you just said, if I go to ground zero, like, dude, I can just pick back up and start wholesaling. Like that's a phone call. And I did my first wholesale deal off my cell phone. Like I was just sitting there punching numbers until I got my first $10,000 assignment fee. And that got me the cold callers. That got me Mojo Dialer. That got me my list to pull. And that got me all those things. So I've had that question asked me before too. Oh, well, Felipe, if you fall back, you know, you grew up with money. I'm like, no, I grew up with half a house and the other half we had to rent out. Uh, My mom working construction. So I don't think that was it, right? I always tell people, it's like, if I had to start over personally, then just like you said, I would either go back to wholesaling uh, or, or like you said, some Uber and lifting until I can get my, my money back up. So I think it's awesome that you said that. Uh, you know, it's it's not about like, oh, well, I have a, a, a fund holding me up. Like if I have to, I can go back to doing certain things. And for those people that are listening, how, for in regards to like wholesaling, um, 
would you have, would you tell people to like start with single family home? Where, where should somebody start if they're like, dude, I want to get into wholesaling. I want, I, I, I could get some seed money from right there. How would you tell someone to start? Like if you could give it a 30,000 foot view about how that would work. I would probably, uh, I mean, one, one big thing that, you know, people say, what's your biggest advice? Uh, I always like to refer to think bigger, think much bigger, much sooner. So I just, I mean, the single family space is great and all. Um, it's, I guess, not as easy to scale um, as fast as I've scaled in apartments. Uh, you know, all, all the advice I give is based on my own experiences. Um, but I would definitely recommend for somebody who's coming to me and say, hey, I want to I wholesale. Uh, I would probably guide them to pull a list of between eight, maybe a sixplex from sixplexes to, you know, 32 units. Uh, small mom and pop owner, you know, maybe there's a lot of mismanaged properties in that sector um, that you could find typically on CAD too. They don't have many LLC owners. You know, I think uh, a small eight to 32 unit will definitely put you on the map, um, you know, and be, be, give you some cushion if you do it right. And you don't need too much earnest money. Um, you know, you can get a, just a 14 page contract um and i mean it's pretty simple but i would definitely probably recommend to start anywhere between the 8 to 32 unit range and uh you know send some mailers hit them from all angles mailers texting cold calling if you see that they live in your town if you see that they live an hour or two hours away from you know where you are i would you know I, it really goes down to how bad do you want it you know you know how bad do you want it and and don't make excuses, you know? And, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, tend, come to me and ask me on Instagram stuff and, you know, hey, how do I get started? Or, you know, I did this, it didn't work. What do I do? Like, it's not working. I mean, it, it's, it's either, you know, you either make excuses or you don't want to be in this business. You know, it's, it's either, or just say you don't want to be in this business. That's the way, that's what I tell people. It's because I'm raw, man. I mean, that's the way I, I started. That's the way I'm, I'm doing it now. And, and, I don't make excuses, you know, it's just, uh, it's, we, you gotta figure it out. You gotta ask people, you gotta learn. YouTube has videos, books, like you said. I mean, you know, there's other people willing to help you out. And, and I think, um, I think that's what has helped me, you know. Can anyone do this, Adrian? If you set your mind to it, if you set your mind to it, you can do anything you want. You know what I mean? Well, I can't dunk. I'm also like five, six. So I don't think I can dunk. I don't think that's true either. I could probably never like sing as good as Beyonce, no matter how many lessons I take. But I think anyone can do real estate. I think anyone. Can. I honestly believe that. I was people ask me all the time, Felipe, like, why did you decide to do this? And I was like, well, I wanted to be rich. So I was never going to be able to play basketball or be be a, like a great athlete. Probably never sing like Beyonce. I was never going to have the best hair like Diego. So I was like, you know what? I should probably get into real estate. And I think anyone can get into real estate. I tell people all the time, my degree should have two or three people's names on it. And that's just being honest, right? My high school diploma definitely should have some teachers paid off. <laughs> um, but real estate, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't look at race, gender, ethnicity. Like I, I've seen them all in real estate. And, 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 and I think it's for everyone. I think anyone can do real estate. Like you said, you just got to really want it. Yeah, anyone can do it. Now you just gotta want it. You gotta want it, and you gotta be, you know, committed to it. You can't try it. I think I don't think real estate's one that you try. You're gonna lose money if you try it. If you just try real estate, you're gonna lose money. 
Yeah. And, and you just, it won't work, you know, it yeah. won't work. You, you got to tell yourself, this is it. This is the vehicle. And you got to believe that it is because there's, I mean, what that quote, 90, 95% of millionaires become millionaires through owning real, real estate, real estate. So yeah. It's not a matter of does real estate work? Does apartment investing work? Does wholesaling work? Does all that work? Like, I mean, it obviously works. It's, it's just, you, you got to work. Right. Um, right. but anyone can do it. You just got to want it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. I agree. I agree. So Adrian, tell us a little bit about the partnerships that you had, because you mentioned that you work with Mauricio. Um, tell us a little bit about how you set that up, uh, the role that you play, the role that he plays for the audience here that may be thinking about, okay, I can do this all by myself, but what does it look like if I had a partner? Sure. Yeah. So it definitely helps a lot um, having a business partner. I mean, I think uh, on my own, it would be tough to, you know, get a $21 million loan, go through the underwriting process, go through the PPM, you know, 250 page PPM, you know, operating agreements, re review them all, you know, work with the lender, get PFSs. I mean, all that stuff and finding a deal and operating an apartment, you know, complex of 200 units, uh, you know, having a staff all by myself would be ridiculous. Um, so, you know, we definitely uh, do, you know, partner very well. Uh, we are different people, meaning different strengths, different weaknesses, which is great. We, you know, complement each other. He's, he's, he does a lot more of uh, financials. He's the numbers guy. He's an engineer. He graduated as an engineer. So, I mean, the spreadsheets he does, the calculations, algorithms, you know, this sheet calculates that sheet. Uh, it'll probably take me, you know, four days for me to, you know, underwrite a big deal and it'll take him 30 minutes, an hour. Um, and he's really good with the loan process, with, you know, legal, um, you know, the, the, the contracts. Um, he, he did a lot of project management work for 10 years in a construction firm. So he does have all that background, the scopes of work, the contractors, the vendors, and he also has a big... Uh, idea of like the corporate America flow because he did do you know construction in uh, corporate America for 10, 12 years. So that whole professionalism, you know, I don't I don't have the you know that side of it. Um, but I do have the you know acquisitions, selling, uh, negotiating, uh, you know, raising money, talking to investors, operational stuff, leading the team, construction, um, you know, all that stuff I'm, I'm, I guess I would probably be better at. Um, but we do, we do help each other though. He finds deals. I find deals. If I need to get, you know, the loan for something, I'll take charge of that. So I think, uh, we all know, we both know, you know, how to do the deal and all the parts of the deal, but we like to focus on what we do best. Um, and we've been working together for eight, nine years now. So, you know, it's, it's, we're married, you know, we're married together. We're not, you know, we're buying deals that are six year out exits, five years, seven year, you know, some refis and then refi into a longer, I mean, so we have to figure it out. There's definitely challenges, um, you know, and, and we do bump heads sometimes here and there, but overall, I mean, we're, we get things done and we brush it off and, you know, there's, there's great days and there's days that we get frustrated, but I mean, that's part of business. It's like any other relationship. Um, but we do invest a lot into our relationship aside from just business. So I think that definitely helps. Um, but yeah, other, aside from our direct partnership, I and mean, we have, you know, other GPs who help us raise money. We have another, you know, uh, a, a sponsor who signs on loans. So, I mean, 
we do have a lot of partners, but internally, Mauricio and I, um, you know, we do split tasks and, and we get things done. So. Yeah, that's good. It sounds like both of you guys are playing to your strengths, yeah. right? And just some something that we always talk about with Felipe, uh, the reason why we why we work together uh, really well is because he has his strengths and then I take more on the role of the spreadsheets and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. And everybody's playing to their unfair advantage from that perspective. Yeah, I think, I think people like sell much faster and, you know, whenever, whenever they have a partner, I mean, an accountability partner, it's a mastermind, you know, Napoleon Hill talks about it in his books and his tapes, you know, a, a mastermind alliance is super important for you, for you to reach success fast. Right. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Felipe. No, I was just going to, I was just going to ask, uh, I guess you and or Diego, but probably more from you, AJ, just because I've heard from Diego before. Um, what would you say for someone out there that's starting out and they're like, yeah, I, I think I would like to partner with somebody because I'm good at this, not good at that. Like, for example, I'm good at sales and making relationships and getting people in the right rooms. Not so good on Excel and running numbers and all that. I'm just like, yeah, we'll buy it. We'll figure it out on the back end, right? <laughs> not the best way to do things. Um, so what would you tell someone that's starting out and it's like, yeah, I think I'm going to need, you know, partnerships to Excel. One, personally, I've never seen a very successful person without a partnership. I've never seen someone do it alone, if that makes sense. Jeff Bezos owns 16% of Amazon, which means he's given up over uh, 80% of Amazon, meaning partnerships, agreements, all sorts of stuff. So uh, what would you tell people that are starting out, uh, Adrian? I think uh, a program like your program, like you and Diego's program, join one of those, invest into yeah. one of those uh, I know there's a couple others, you know, real estate lab that I know of, you know, other Facebook groups, RIAs, um, you know, I'm sure you can go in there and, and, and network with people and meet people and figure out, you know, what their backgrounds are, what their morals are, what their ethics are. That's number one, um, you know, in order to have a long lasting, you know, business partnership, you got to go down to the basics and, and figure out if this is something that, you know, you guys are going to work on. Um, but I think, you know, one of those groups, the RIAs is where I found mine. Um, and yeah, I mean, just go out there and try. I mean, you're, you're going to, you're going to probably go through a couple people. I went through like three different mentors before I found, you know, the one that helped me. Um, but you know, just those groups, I think those groups are, are super, a good, great way for you to find a partner. Nice. I agree. I think a lot of times people are like thinking they have to do this alone or, even sometimes feel like they failed if they have to have a partnership, but there's something about like, I, I grew pretty quickly. Uh, but when I got into partnerships, like that 10, 20 X. So I always tell people like, no, like having a partnership is, is, is not showing a sign of weakness. If anything, it's kind of a showing a sign of maturity. Like, you know, that a, a slice of a watermelon is better than a grape. Um, and I think that's, I think that's really important for newbies to hear, um, that, like I said, having a partnership is a good thing. It's not, it's not like, Oh, I didn't make it. So I had to get a partnership. It's like, no, it's the, uh, actually the opposite. If someone sees enough value in you to accept a partnership or hit you up for a partnership, then it's, it's, uh, it, it's super crucial. Um, Adrian, what's next for you? I mean, obviously you're growing by leaps and bounds. What can somebody that's about to lock up 500 units look like for a goal? What does that even look like? So uh, that was a goal, 500. Actually, it was 1,000 for this year. And uh, so that's why we're trying to push a little harder to end the year. But we'll be at like 550. So that's, I mean, I, I like to set goals by unit count. I mean, you know, I think that just pushes me. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately I want to grow 210 Management. I want to grow this, you know, fund the brand. Uh, I want people to, you know, continue to, 
you know, want to invest with us, trust us, um, you know, like what we do. I want to be different. Um, you know, we have a, a slogan called invest differently um, that we like to, you know, preach, um, you know, things like art murals, things like, uh, you know, modern schemes inside of apartments, accent walls. I mean, we like to be a little different. Um, you know, we, we do want to create eventually our own, you know, investor portal softwares, acquisition softwares, all internal, um, you know, that way it's, it's just a big fund um, and continue buying more apartment complexes, uh, you know, class C, turn them into class Bs. Um, you know, we do want to eventually, you know, get to the point where we're either refinancing, paying investors out and owning the building, you know, 100% after that. Um, or, you know, buy smaller deals with more stake, um, you know, than the typical syndication model. Um, so I, we do want to slowly get more equity on our deals over time, um, but buy bigger stuff. I think, you know, the economies of scale are much easier and we can create systems and we have enough, you know, line items for payroll to pay a team whenever we buy 150 units, 130 units, 200 unit apartment complexes. So, um, you know, we, I think that's our, you know, we're just going to continue buying big apartments and, um, you know, we do have some retail, we do have a business retail center. So we have 15 units there that we diversified away from multifamily. Um, and at some point too, we want to, you know, buy storage units and maybe, you know, take on a hybrid where we build, you know, buy an apartment complex that's just built already with some land and then build, you know, there and, uh, eventually probably develop as well. So I think right now though, I want to stay focused on, you know, large apartment complexes for now, value add plays. Nice. I love that. That's that. Yeah. That's interesting that you, that, uh, some like the mixing, I never, I never thought about, I just thought it was two completely different, um, uh, strategies. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Adrian, someone listening and they're like, Hey, how do I, how do I grow like Adrian? How do I do what Adrian did? If you could put yourself in a formula and say, add water, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, just enough Corona, right? Like, what is the formula for Adrian and how can somebody, you know, follow suit or, or grow or scale the way you did? I think uh, it goes down a lot to personal development. I think you have to, you know, really study yourself, really, you know, become more aware of who you are and, you know, what you're good at, what you're not good at. Um, but you know, I think listening to those tapes is, is, is a huge recipe, huge tape. I mean, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, you know, all those guys, you really need to study them. You need to study them because you're, you're only gonna, your, your income level only exceeds, does not exceed your personal develop, development level. So you need to make sure that you're always growing as a person individually. Um, and that, and be resourceful, right? If you don't know, if you don't know the answer to something, if you get stuck to something, try to figure it out, try to build and develop the skill of being resourceful. Um, you know, I think that's what's helped me get to where I am. And my mentor taught me this because he also didn't have the money. You know, he was not from Texas. He didn't really know anybody here. Um, and he, he was able to start figuring things out and, you know, we built our own website, uh, you know, we built our own CRM, uh, you know, we started learning how to use MailChimp ourselves, uh, you know, figure things out. I think that's a big one, Re being resourceful, personal development. And I mean, just be a hard worker. You know, I think, uh, when you work hard, luck just happens. Um, but, you know, try to outwork the person next to you and continue to grow continue to learn more about you know whatever industry you're in you know if in real estate what you know strategy are you trying to focus on 
Um, and network, I think, you know, also, um, networking has helped us get to where we are having all the investors that we have now have been, you know, through years and years and years of attending events and, you know, hopping on podcasts like these. And, you know, you got to put yourself out there because, uh, no one's going to know who you are. If you're just inside your room behind the computer on the office, you got to go out there, meet people, you know, start a podcast. It's free. I mean, you know, you guys are doing great on that. You guys have a great audience. I think uh, things like that are what have helped me um, get to there. And, um, you know, I, I like to find deals, get good at finding deals because the money comes after that. If you, if you know how to find deals, I mean, that that's a very big, great skill to have in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And Adrian, where, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, I think is where I would be more active on social. So what is Instagram, your ID? Adrian N Salazar. There's an extra N there. Adrian N Salazar underscore. Um, and that's how people can find me. And then, I mean, I typically, I try to have that Calendly link up, but right now I have my website. So if people want to just reach out, you know, hop on the call or something, uh, just message me and we'll plan it from there. Cool. Cool. Felipe, any last minute things? No, man. I think that's awesome. Uh, like I said at the beginning, Adrian, a big thing for us is people getting to know you and who you are and like what what it is that makes up Adrian. Uh, I think the numbers are cool, dude. Congratulations. Seriously, like you're killing it. You're crushing it. There's there's no one that can say different. Um, but I'm glad that you were able to open up and kind of let us know a little bit uh, more about who you are, what you do, how you would start over, um, you know, what makes you who you are. Uh, and then, you know, admitting that you have partners for your weaknesses and, and that you leverage your strengths. So I think that's, uh, that's super dope. People can find you on IG, Adrian and Salazar underscore, um, and sh maybe send you a DM or something. Uh, quick, quick tip here, guys, if you're trying to reach out to anyone that you look up to, I would send them a video or an audio, uh, through DM more people like click on those than just kind of read a whole, a whole story. So, uh, that'd be great. So Adrian, I think that's awesome, brother. Uh, seriously, thank you for your time. I know that uh, I think you're at the beach or something, uh, which is like I would not have taken a podcast while at the beach. I was like, y'all would have to wait. So I appreciate you so much for that. Uh, I know people that listen are really going to take a lot of information from this. Um, that's it for me, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. The Rap Race to Buy podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.